Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Get his bell away? Now, Charlie. Charlie. Get his bell Now, Charlie. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for jumping on the podcast today. It's looking, again, like another beautiful day in Southern California. I know that you guys are probably getting tired of me saying that, but it's uh, <laughs> I can't help it. It's so it's just so nice, especially right now in summer. We got summer going on and uh, just getting right into the thick of things. You know, school's getting out. Everybody's uh, gearing up to just have a really good time this summer. I think because of all the uh, shutdowns from last year, from the quarantine and stuff, that uh, it's going to go crazy. We're all going to be at the beach, and we're going to be at the restaurants, and we're at the bars. And thank God that everybody's getting vaccinated and um, taking the right precautions and get back to normal life, which I'm sure every one of you is looking forward to, because I know I sure as hell am. Today on the podcast, I have one of my co-stars from Young Rock, Kevin Makeley, who plays Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Kevin's such a cool guy, man. He's a guy that I met on set, and we bonded really fast. He, along with uh, most of all the wrestlers and just the actors, and it was just a really cool cast and crew that we all got together and had a lot of common with and would all hang out all the time and get together and barbecue and talk about our shooting days. And it was just a really, really good time. But Kevin's got a lot of things on his plate. You know, he's uh, not only an actor, but he's a producer. He creates his own content and has even had the number two show on Netflix, which was called Badlands. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a cool Western. And he's a guy that's just really, really go-getter, really, really cool guy, and a talented guy for sure. Very musically inclined. Not just artsy, but good good guy to be in the weight room with. Good guy to blast up Metallica or Iron Maiden as we're training hard in that weight room. And one of those guys that you want in your corner for sure. So I hope you enjoy this talk with Kevin Makeley, a.k.a. Macho Man Randy Savage from Young Rock. Part two in the Young Rock series that I'm doing on my podcast, Suplex and Cervezas, to celebrate Young Rock getting picked up for season two. So my first one was Big Matt Willig, a.k.a. Andre the Giant from Young Rock. And this is number two with Kevin Makeley. 
So if you haven't heard the first one, go back and hear it. It's a really, really good talk. We talk about season two, season one, and all the stuff that Big Matt's got going on. And the same thing here with Kevin, a.k.a. Macho Man. So I hope you enjoy this. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the like button to keep us on the air and coming at you with bigger and better guests. So without further ado, Kevin Makeley is next on Suplexes and Cervezas. Oh, yeah. Yo, what's going on, everybody? I got my boy over here, my my good friend that we met on the set of season one of Young Rock, uh, Kevin Makeley, and he plays uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. yeah. What's going on, man? How you doing, dude? Ah, uh, uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm I'm chilling in New York. I uh, haven't seen my mother in a long time. I came out here just to shoot a little indie pilot, brought the whole family. Uh, some of my friends, you know, I grew up in New York. Some of my friends out here have never even met my kids. So uh, wow. what part of New York? New York and it's fantastic, man. What part, so what, what part of New York are you from? What part of New York? Uh, I was born in Long Island. I grew up in Poughkeepsie, New York, Poughkeepsie. about yeah, yeah, 90 yeah. miles north. And then uh, I'm sure you did some shows at the Civic Center back totally, in the day. Totally, 100%. <laughs> By the way, uh, Randy Savage's first WWF appearance was at the Poughkeepsie Civic Center. Oh, really? Uh, you know, I was young really yeah. young uh, we probably went because we went to a lot of those shows right i can't remember if i went to that exact show but uh you know but i i'm, I'm pretty sure i have friends that definitely say they went to it uh but we went to so many so it's hard to tell you know so you were a wrestling fan growing up huh yeah dude you know i'm big big time back in the day that's awesome man. I mean, you know, still to today but not not as crazy as well you know. yeah i mean growing up i think it was a little bit different back then man because it was so it got really mainstream for the first time, really like that when Vince McMahon started, you know, doing the whole WrestleMania stuff, and it, it was just such a pop culture type thing. And everybody knows wrestling now, but back then it was like so new. If you weren't a, like in the wrestling, you know, uh, feck family and grown up into it, people didn't really know wrestling. They just they knew it, but they didn't know it until like Hulk Hogan and stuff came out, and then it was right. like all over, you know. Your New York so is a little bit different because, you know, WWF was there and Bruno San Martino and all those guys. And it was so big in that area. But um, it's you know, like, like Metallica, you yeah. know, Metallica, when they came out with the Black Album and Enter Sandman, everyone started hearing about Metallica, but they were a huge band for, you know, <laughs> we were already. Yeah, we were already in, in L.A. They were huge. They were huge. And I was a Hessian growing up, you know, as we've talked about that. And I, I was told, I told you Metallica, you know, when they first came out and, yeah. you know, one and all that stuff, it was, it was, it was hard, man. It was a little bit yeah. hard back then, you know, it's I look at it shit. now. It's great. Yeah. I look at it now. It's great. It's like, yeah. wow. Like this thing is not even compared to the, the stuff out now, but when it first came out, man, I was like going from Def Leppard to Metallica. And I say, Whoa, I don't know. Sorry, I, do I like it? Do I not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to, man, when I was in sixth grade, I remember sixth grade, fifth grade, you know, I remember you used to cover your books with like, you know, brown paper bag, you had book covers on your books. And I remember on one side, I had Twisted Sister. And on the other side, Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, I didn't know what I wanted. Right, right. You know, but that was in that day. That was that was MTV era. So MTV era, yes, I was a Hessian and we called it, head, you know, headbanger, whatever you want to call it. But it was we liked everything mtv i mean i we all got together at my buddy's house and we all had our you know ozzy concert t-shirts on and stuff and we watched um the debut of thriller you know on mtv when it first came out so good dude right we were like wow this is amazing so it wasn't like i was going out and buying michael jackson album but you know if we were at a party it came on you know hey we were all <laughs> you know right. grooving right yeah. 
It's one the, of a kind. I mean, I know it's a controversy now, but back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it didn't well, matter who you were or what you listened to. Michael Jackson was still cool, man. Yeah, for sure. His music still is amazing. Um, I see all those those uh, guitars in the background. So you, you play bass, right? Yeah, 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 man. You play guitar, too? No, I, I can't do it. My, I don't say my hands are too big because they're not, yeah. obviously. But but the I'm so used to, you know, this this thing. Right. This, you know, I try. I try. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, I'd rather I'd rather be spreading it out this way. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so growing up, you grew up in in New York, right? Yeah, Poughkeepsie. New York, Poughkeepsie, New York area, whatever you want to call it. New York State. <laughs> two different, State. right? New York City and New York State, two different yeah, things. Yeah. Right. So growing up there, you watch wrestling, but how did you, were you into drama in, in high school or anything like that? Did you transition? Oh, man. Because uh, now you're, what, why are you, what are you doing now? Why are you back in, in New York? Uh, I'm back in New York to shoot a pilot. I'm shooting an independent pilot. Uh, I met some really nice indie producers. They actually put out an offer to me, which is nice. It's nice as an actor to get an offer, you know, yeah, I'm the, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm the bigger name in the pilot, which doesn't say much for the pilot, but it's, no. you know, no, it's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm here shooting, uh, you know, shooting an independent pilot. It's a sci-fi piece. Um, now let's say too much about it, but uh, sure. you know, they, they're they're keeping a little under wraps. But I'm playing I'm I'm playing a bad guy that over the you know he's a bad guy in the first episode. But as you learn, you know, he turns out to be more of the main character, good guy. You know, down the right. road, the anti-hero, which is cool. Uh, so hopefully that gets picked up, and and uh, you know we'll see more of that. Uh, so you're but, doing uh, that right now. And how did you try, how did you get into acting, man? I mean, that's one thing that we never really talked about when we were in Australia, you know? Yeah, man. Well, you know, I started, yeah, I come from a creative family. It's just raised by my mother. Uh, it's just my mother, my brother and I, small family in upstate New York, 90 miles North of Manhattan. My mother's from the Bronx and her family's from Plainview, Long Island. So we're, you know, we're, we're in that whole area, um, you know, the city upstate. And uh, we were a music family. My mom plays piano. Uh, I play bass. My brother plays guitar. Uh, I was in and out of bands, you know, since I was 14 years old. I mean, I, right now I'm living on my best life. I get the ponytail back here. I used to have hair down to here. I mean, like crazy, you know. Love it. Uh, so, you know, I didn't cut it because for Macho Man, they're like, oh, don't cut your hair. So I didn't cut it for a couple months. And then I haven't cut it since. Now it's really long. It's cool. I'm reliving my best life, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but music was my creative outlet. But my mother worked, you know, we had no money. So my mother worked three jobs just to put food on the table. Sure. It was my brother and I. So really, we sat in front of the TV for dinner in between her nine to five and her night job. And we would watch Star Trek reruns because she was a Trekkie. Uh, music house was always filled with music. And then on the weekends, we would go see movies, whatever. You know, we saw everything. It didn't matter if it was PG, G or rated R, whatever the big movie was, you know, from from five years old till whenever uh, we watch, you know, Blade Runner, Star Wars, Star Trek, E.T., Jaws, anything that came out, we were seeing it. So movies and TV were a big part of our lives and music was a big part of our life. And I never thought that acting, you know, was anything you could do. Right. That's what those guys did. But music, I put it in my hand, you know, played my mom played piano. You know, so so I started playing music at a young age and then just progressed into bands and did all that stuff. And then one day, probably my early to late teens, early 20s, there was a, an ad in the newspaper uh, for a Woody Allen movie um, uh, called Celebrity that was, they were casting in New York City for like extras and one-line roles and whatever and come down and, you know, so I got hopped on the train with my my buddy Wade and we went down. He, he wasn't an actor, but he just, we just palled around together all the time. I stood in line for like eight hours 
and I got my one minute with Woody Allen, which was cool. I know he's another controversial dude at this time, sure. but uh, you know, but at the time it was it was Woody Allen, right? You know, yeah. I'm waiting and, for you to bring uh, up Bill Cosby next. I know. <laughs> and then I was in this pilot <laughs> with Bill Cosby. Like, what? <laughs> I do have a Kevin Spacey. Rep, rep, rep by Harvey Weinstein. I'm like, what? The, you know? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're, we're running the gamut. Uh, so I, you know, I did that, and then like you know, it was cool. And then uh, you know, he just asked me a couple questions and looked at my headshot. He gave me like a full minute of attention, which was cool. And in hindsight, more than a lot of people, even at the level that I'm at now, a lot more attention than you get from some people, which was really cool, right? And he and there were, I mean, blocks of people waiting in line. So he gave me that full minute. I guess that's why the line took so long. Anyway, like a month later, I get a call and I get this role, celebrity with uh, you know, the movie is celebrity. Woody Allen. So I'm like a glorified extra. I had a couple lines, a shot, and then uh, it was awesome. And I got the bug. And then like a month after that, they called me back. They're like, we have to reshoot all your scenes. Um, can you come back in? I was like, uh, sure. So I go back in and, and uh, they, they replaced the other actress with Charlize Theron, an unknown at the time. Oh my God. Uh, I, I think love, she her. love her. So I had scenes with her and, and really I'm just Sure. They cut my stuff down to basically nothing. They had to reshoot everything. So, you know, but I'm still in it. But I made the poster, which I always thought is cool. So if you'll get celebrity, there's like, it's like all these different tiles. Right. And there's Char- Charlize Theron like dancing. It's all black and white. And this is, this is me. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I made the poster. But anyway, I got the bug. Uh, I didn't really have any lines. It was like a featured extra. Uh, then I went on to do, I did a lot of extra work like that. And, uh, I got a bump up in A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe. Oh, wow. I wound up having a scene with him. And I just realized, I'm like, wow, I could do it. I've worked with Woody Allen. I've worked with uh, Ron Howard, you know, opposite wow. Russell Crowe. And I wound up getting a commercial agent. I booked my very first commercial audition, which was crazy. And then you think, you know, I, I think Matt Willie has like a very similar thing, right? I remember listening. Uh, and then you think, oh, man, this is it. Uh, but, you know, and then, but I was still in the bands and I was, uh, and I was working a job in the city because I wanted to live in the city because my commercial agent's like, you have to live in the city. If you don't live in the city, like I need to call you. You need to be at the audition. You need to live in the city. Times have changed quite a bit. But at that it's time, like it's like L.A. You had to be in L.A. I lived in Orange County. It was hard to get that commute right back and forth all the time, you know, so. Yeah, man. So that was it. So, I, you know, so I worked I worked in the city. I worked a, a bouncing job at a bartending job in Poughkeepsie. I worked till four in the morning, 430, four, 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 in the morning, get in my car, drive to my personal training job, personal training job at Crunch on Lafayette Street, Crunch Fitness, when they were, they were the big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, train all day till like three, get in the car, drive home like two hours, sleep for two hours and then go to the bartending gig and start all over. I would do that from Thursday through Sunday. And then I would just work the gym from 6 a.m., you know, Monday, Monday through Sunday. So I did that so I could find a place, make connections, make enough money. And then I moved to the city and I was doing it. That was a you know, training and acting full time. So then the bands went to the wayside because you just can't do it all, man. Acting is like 150% commitment. A band is like 180% commitment. Right. I couldn't mix them. So I, I don't say I gave up the music, but I so I just went towards acting and started booking things, you know, and, and here we are. That's cool. Now you produce your own content now too, right? Yeah, man. So that's, that's another, that's the, the evolution, right? So I right. doing the acting and you're at the mercy of Hollywood and, you know, guys like you and I, right. You, you know, like we're, you know, the masters of our own destiny, right. It's like hard when you're, you know, you, you got to create your own opportunities and, and, you know, you know how hard, you know, your, your whole family has worked to climb the, the, you know, 
climb the ropes, I should say, you know, to, to, you know, to, to stay relevant, stay current, stay on top of it. And same thing with acting and, you know, at the mercy of casting directors and directors and producers and and everything. And, and uh, in this new age where you have digital cameras and so many endless outlets to put stuff up. I mean, look, you do, you're doing podcasts, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's, you, 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 you create your own content. And, uh, you know, like 10 years ago, somebody said, you know, you need to make your own stuff. You know, there's this thing called YouTube and you make your own stuff and you, you put it on. I was like, oh, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who's going to do that? You know? Exactly. And then, uh, you know, like six years ago, I got involved with a, with a guy and we, we made a small movie, a Western, and it actually, it came out really well. And so like, let's make movies. And we just started doing it. And then I wound up getting our first three movies. We made them all for collectively $300,000, three movies, less maybe even. One movie literally slept in tents in the Oregon forest, in the rain. I did my own stunts. I broke a rib in the back. Like I fell on a rock and it went, I felt it go, you know, I felt it go in me. It was awful. And had to shoot for like five more days, you know, because what are you going to do? I can't, you know, so shot with a broken rib. Wouldn't even go to the doctor because it was like, I know, you know, <laughs> you know, like I'm just going to. Uh, and wound up getting all those distributed by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Uh, and they're just small movies. One of them's doing super well. This movie, Big Legend, Bigfoot movie. This isn't it. This is, it's just a Bigfoot movie inspired by my love for Bigfoot. Uh, and then I got an output deal with uh, Cinedyne Entertainment, which was a bigger company. Uh, we made Badland, which is a Western that wound up going to number three on Netflix. Nice. And, uh, you know, and I star in all of them except two, uh, you know, but anyway, the point is wanted to make my own stuff and it's not rocket science. So anybody, you know, you, you need a little money, you need some gusto, you need, you need to surround yourself with people that know, you know, that have the same passion that will blood, you sweat blood and, and, you know, uh, just work hard to, to get that dream done. But with, with, digital cameras and and you know i can edit the whole thing on my laptop you know i can edit on my laptop while we're talking you know a movie yeah and put it out on netflix if they accept it uh so yes i just started doing it because uh you know i've been so i've been this close a million times oh man you're you're up for you know the lead in this series oh awesome or they're looking at you for this or you know you you got this part and, and it falls apart and so many times so i started creating my own content and it really took off and I love it. I love producing as much as I love acting. Right, it's creating. It's amazing. I, I love that too. I love the creating part. Like people ask me, you know, what do you, do you miss being in the ring and, you know, in front of the people? Well, sure. Yeah. And that's like, you know, something like un, unlike anything else in the world, but I really love creating, you know, I've done that. I've been on camera. I've been the one in the ring. I like getting behind the scenes and actually going from like a concept meeting and, shooting ideas out and following it all the way through and seeing it on film. I love that. And say, like, yeah. wow, we created that. That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. You know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's pretty yeah, cool. Man. And there's some good talks about you for this show, man. Try man, you know, you know, getting some props for your hard work on young rock. And uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about, but uh, a little bit. Yeah, man. You know, there's a couple of different things that as of now we're, uh, got some we have really big that battle royal scene that we did is huge we'll talk about that in a minute but that thing we got some some emmy nods for that um because it's really like the first big battle royal scene that was ever shown on network television like that and then you have you know nbc behind it and seven bucks Productions, so they made it so good you know and um 
people are really starting to like it, man. We're getting some, um, some, some, some buzz about that. So we'll, we'll see if that, what, what happens, you know, it's a, what they say, Hollywood's a, a, Hollywood's a fickle bitch, you know, but uh, <laughs> you know what? Still was so awesome just to work with all you guys and uh, even to be uh, considered in the same um, stunt scene world as all the big ones. It's pretty cool. But I, you know, to talk about that for a second, I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if you don't win, by the way, you're Rob, when has that ever been done before? Uh, you know, like in besides, you know, a real battle royale, but that's that's the guys doing their thing together. You took all actors, non wrestlers, except for some of those background dudes, right? You sure, know, sure, Slaughter, you know, uh, you know, Maniac Wayne and you know, those guys. But uh, you know, I didn't have any wrestling experience, and I and I, I flew off the top rope on yeah. on the day, bro. On the day, I know, so I know, I know. put all that together. Nobody got hurt for real. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all took our lumps, but nobody got sure. hurt. No, you know, nobody went to the hospital. No, nothing bad happened. You put that together, bro. We shot that whole episode in a day, a day. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. So if anybody deserves that statue, that's you, man. I don't know. I don't know who else could have done it. And I, it's never been, I've never seen it in Hollywood. And, and maybe if they, you know, people don't know that that was a day. We shot that in a day. That's crazy. It's crazy. So when we, uh, when we talked, we had a big zoom meeting and we did it with, you know, with Natch, um, um, the creator, you know, and uh, Jeff Chang, the other creator, and Jeff uh, Walker, the director, and then DJ was on it, you know, of course, The Rock, and and me and some a couple other people, and we're talking about it, and when we showed this big awesome thing, and Jeff Walker goes, and all that was shot before noon. Everybody's like, what? How, and how did you do that? It was like an Emmy panel we're talking about. And they're like, how did you? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he gave me some props. So we just, you know, it was a good team. We all worked together and everybody was there. There was no prima donnas. Right. It, it was there to work. And that was, that made it easy, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times it's not like that. You've worked with some big names, especially in your films. And, you know, I'm sure most of them are pretty good. But there's times that, you know, hey, this guy's a big ass name and he's in this little indie film that usually he's like, oh, well, OK, you know, so whatever, you know, it could be they're not always cool. How's that? <laughs> right. I work with some small names that weren't cool. You know, I remember one particular show. I, oh, man, I think it was it was a cold case. Anyway, I'm I'm kicking this guy. He's got a sandbag. He's on the ground. He's off camera. He's got a yeah. sandbag. And I got to sell it. And they want me to stop my foot instead of kicking. Right. And, and it's just not selling. So they give him this big sandbag, you know, to yeah, put yeah. in the pad. And right. I kick it a couple of times. He's like, stop, stop. You know, you're hurting me. And I'm like, I'm hurting you. Like, I'm barely even kicking a sandbag, you know. It's Come a on. sandbag. Hold the sandbag. Come on. Come on. Hey, everybody. If you love listening to us here on Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks on top of that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms and the best part is you can get all of this for only 15 dollars a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup 
So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. Go to bwhustle.com slash join. That's bwhustle.com slash join. I, you know, you get it. You get it. And, you know, and I get it sometimes in the stunt world too. Sometimes I come from the wrestling world where it's just like, you know, hit me, let's go. And, and stunt world's not always like that. So, and, um, you know, although these guys are super, super tough, sometimes they're not used to being like actually hit, <laughs> you know? So sometimes I hit somebody and they're like, like, Hey man, lighten up. I say, like, all right, I got you. No problem. <laughs> so let's talk about young rock. So now, in in like a celebration of uh, of being picked up for season two, I'm kind of doing a little Young Rock uh, series here, you know, with uh, what first one was uh, Big Big Maddie, Big Matt Willig, who plays Andre Giant, a good friend of ours, of course. Um, and then you know you're number two in 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 the queue, and hopefully I get the some the Samoans and yeah, some bunch of other people, yeah. But talk to, let's talk about Young Rock. How did you? What, what, how did that process go? Did you get a call from your agent? Like, what, what happened? Like, hey, we're, we're casting, you know, this Macho Man character. How'd you get a call? It's, it's a funny story, man. So my, in full disclosure, my agent is my brother. I'm actually in his, his office right now. I'm crashing with him. So oh, that nice. might be with his guitars in the back. Although that is my bass that I gave him a long time ago, the Aria Pro. Oh, uh, yeah. that's, that, that is mine, but nice. uh, okay. he keeps it because I have a lot of basses. Uh, so he's, he's I, my brother. I, I still got to get you a, uh, a the Kala, the, the uke bass. I play ukulele. You know, we've talked about that. Right, right. And they have that uke bass. That's dude, it's, awesome. it's killer. It's just little. It's a ukulele bass, dude. It's amazing. But is it a little bigger? Than it's a little bit. Yeah, it's bigger. It's bigger. Right. It's like the size of um, their um, little bigger than their tenor, their tenor bass. So I mean, their tenor guitar of uh, ukulele. So uh, it's you can you if when you pull up some stuff on YouTube you can play anything you play on a bass you can play on that and it sounds freaking awesome. <laughs> Anyways, we'll, we'll get back. Okay. Uh, well, so he so you know he's been my you know, he's been my brother my whole life. He's been my agent for a long time. Started out as my manager, uh, and I was with a different agent. Then he wound up uh, taking over the theatrical department of an agency, and so I went with him, and we've just been together ever since. You know, keeping in the family, it's awesome. Sure. I mean. It, it has its ups well, and well, yeah, exactly. We all got brothers and sisters, and it's got up and down for sure. You know, but what what are you gonna do, right? I mean, if sure. if things break for you know for me, great. You know, it's me and my brother. We did it together. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, so I get a I get a text from him, which I, I do like a, a very urgent, almost scathing text. You know, send me a picture of you looking. You know, dressed this much. Oh, well, I'll go back a little bit. So I've been Macho Man several times for Halloween. I make my own costumes all cool. And, you know, awesome. like, you know, so I've been Macho Man several times for Halloween. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I still got a thing for him, even though now I get to play him. But, uh, you know, so it was awesome. Uh, so he knew, he's my brother. So he knew that I was Macho Man for Halloween. So he shoots me a text, send me a picture of you uh, being Macho Man for Halloween ASAP and do it. Cause I always, flake on him for things so he's like right, and yeah. do it i'm and like okay yeah. so i you know i find an old picture and i, I send it to him it's probably you know 12 years old already uh and the next day i get this audition for this you know the sides are all mixed up you know that's the names are changed and you know it gives like you know you're the macho man randy savage a gruff talking kind-hearted you know like give a description like you describe yeah, who yeah. macho man is to me like they <laughs> yeah, gave yeah. me like a clip you know like a reference clip and i think it was like like when macho man and elizabeth are getting married i'm like this is the reference that you want me to look at for, you know, and they said, you know, they said, uh, not a caricature, not an imitation, like, you know, 
you're playing the man. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I just put on pieces. So I, I, you have to put the audition on tape. It's the middle of COVID, right? And and uh, put on tape, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, so I I, I put it on. So you have five different scenes. And I uh, do a little bit of the costume in each scene. And I'm trying to figure out like, who is he then when he's not being, you know? So I did a lot of research on him and, and everybody says, you know, he was never not, you know, you know, never not this guy, yeah. You know? uh, but, you know, you can't play that and be serious. So I played a little version of it and I did a little bits of the costume and I sent it in. And uh, my agents get, oh, great tape, great tape. I'm like, oh, thanks, 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 you know? But then I, you know, I do it on Vimeo. And I send in and you can check how many views on Vimeo, you know, so I send in and there's like, you know, five views, five views. Somebody watches five times already. Okay. Okay. This is cool. Six views. And then I, I get the call from my brother. He says, Hey man, they love you. You know, they got pinning you. They want to make sure you're available to go to Australia in October. And I think this was uh, July, right? July or maybe early August. So they cast me just before it shot. I think they saw thousands of people. Right. And, and, you know, cause like Willig was cast, you know, like a year ago, right? Prior to that. Uh, so they've been looking for a long time. Anyway, so then I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, of course I'm available, I'm available. So then like it went to like seven views, eight views. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I get a call back to like, he's like, he's like, you don't have it yet, but I'm telling you, it's you. They're just waiting for DJ. I'm like, DJ, who's DJ? Dwayne Johnson. Oh, <laughs> exactly. DJ, right. You know, like <laughs> that, DJ. <laughs> that DJ, right? So you mean The Rock? Yeah. Uh, they're waiting for a DJ to watch it and, uh, and give his approval. Okay. And that's like on a, you know, whatever day I'm saying Friday. So like I want every, every day, all day, eight views, eight views, check in eight views next day, eight views next day, eight views the next day at like, you know, that's a 9am, 10am, 11am, eight views, eight views, eight views, 12am, nine views. I'm like, Oh, half hour later, I get the call. You got it. And I'm like, what? Like, and like, literally I watch it from eight views to nine views. DJ watched the tape. I got the call. You know what I mean? It was like, and, you know, like in real time, like it was just so cool, man. And I was just like, ooh, yeah, you know, like the whole thing, like, you know, the Maple are going to Australia. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And then my wife, you know, we're jumping around. We're so excited. We're so excited. And then she looks at me, she's like, so for the next two months, I'm going to have to live with the Macho Man, huh? Because you're just not going <laughs> to be doing that the whole time. I'm like, full Sorry. Jim Carrey, full Jim Carrey. You're like in full like uh, character for, <laughs> for two months, oh, right? Yeah. Right. If they like bled into my normal life, because I like funny, my hanging out with you guys, right? In between, you know, remember one time Willie was like, it was like, uh, so like, is it just you? Are you doing Macho Man? Are you, I'm like, I don't know, man. It just comes and goes. I can't help it. You know, it's, it's very close to me, yeah. you know, in there somewhere. We're both, uh, we're both Italian. Uh, we're Jew both, our moms are both Jewish and our dads are Italian. You know what so I mean? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. So okay. we're both have a little bit of the same kind of, you know, something in there. But uh anyway, that's it. And then I'm then I went to Australia, man. So had my agent not been my brother, not known that I was uh the monster man problem, because I guess when he sent them my picture, my you know, from IMDB, they usually go on that, they didn't see it, you know, like we don't see it, but it's a little more clean cut, you know, a little right. more. Um, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, we don't see it, and he was like, "Send me that picture immediately. Do it." You know, send, so me, the, send me the video of you winning the costume contest at the bar on Halloween, nineteen ninety-five. Right? And you're like, "All right, here you go." <laughs> <laughs> Funny man. So you know, it was a, a lifetime in the making. You know, yeah. uh, and it was awesome. But you know, it's like one of those things. You know, you, you question. You know, like love my brother. But it's like, 
and he's a great agent, you know, it's like, but, you know, I, would it be better if we kept business and, you know, family, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, I think all roads led to this regardless, because if my, again, if my agent wasn't my brother, uh, you know, I had a very similar story to that, not to, to detract, but oh, yeah. I, I was a couple of years ago, I, I played Steven Spielberg in this movie, Zero Bill. James, oh, James Franco, bringing up I another see. controversial dude. I see James Franco. Yeah, totally. I know Dave Franco really well. Yeah, that's cool. But, you know, but James Franco now is, you know, is going down the Weinstein path a little bit. You know, they're, yeah. they're giving him shit. Seth Rogen won't work with him anymore. But anyway, uh, and he sends me, he, he texts me the very similar. He said, I need you to take a picture of yourself looking like Steven Spielberg immediately and send it to me. Fucking Steven Spielberg. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Look yeah, at yeah. Yes, uh, Spielberg, uh, after he's been competing in the IFBB Olympia yeah. for, yeah. Weird. But my hair was like, you know, like little, little longer. I had the beard. So I took my favorite aviator sunglasses. I popped them out, you know, so they look like old 80s glasses, you know, and I'm a, I'm a fanboy, you know, like a comic book geek, much the same. And I had an ET doll. So I took, I found like a w- old school vintage, like yellow suit suit jag whatever you call it, you know like um god what do they call those old suits anyway just the you know um yeah and what is it called like old pin, suits like a What's pinstripe that? like a pinstripe like a, like a no but like uh like you know like what uh steve austin not the wrestler but you know the six million dollar man used to wear uh what do you call that the butterflies the butterfly jacket oh, I mean, it'll come here but with like a huge collar you know just very uh yeah, yeah. Uh, style, sure yeah Sure. And uh, so I took a picture with E.T., you know, with the hair, it looked like, you know, and I want to book in the role, I guess, uh, just off the tape, because uh, uh, I think Paul Rudd had the role and Ant-Man went long. So they they needed to cast somebody immediately. So I looked enough like him. Uh, so I wound up going out and buying a wardrobe that I thought would fit because I knew I'd show up and they didn't realize that I was much, you know, the same dude that could play the Macho Man. Uh, so I sh- showed up and closed that already fit because i knew because they were fitting me on the day it was moving so fast Mm -hmm. so again if you know my brother was like i know i know you're just you know inside you're just a little jewish guy from long island (laughs) you could be steven spielberg you know i know you can do it i see it so uh so yeah so it's a it's a you know they they, opportunities that wouldn't be there if it wasn't a brother brother uh, right right so so now we're in in australia you and i we meet we've never met before you know first night was in willig's room and you know drinking and having a good time and i said hey all right these guys are cool good dudes man and um you know we started doing some wrestling training and stuff and uh i remember and i told the story uh when we did this zoom meeting you know this emmy zoom meeting and i talked about it because uh they had brought up something about you know safety wise and they were concerned because some of those moves look big and i was like Everything we're doing, I'm 100% safe that I'm 100% sure these guys can do over and over again. Like I just, I, we've, we've talked about it. I, you know, I work towards their strengths. I hide their weaknesses, just like we do in wrestling. And they're like, okay, okay, sure. Great. And then you had asked me, Hey man, any way I can do that macho elbow in the ring? And I'm like, man, that's a big move. I was like, so really I, in my head, I was like thinking, Oh man, I don't know if we're going to be doing that. But I, I kind of told you like, Hey man, we'll, we'll see we'll see right you never say never right we'll see so we're there and we're in the we're in the middle of battle royal in the middle of battle royal do stuff and then jeff walker comes to me and goes hey do you think kevin um would want to do the uh, elbow off the top rope and i'm like wait one second and that's what i came to you hey man you want to do the elbow and you're like what would you think right 
hell yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, when are we going to practice it right now? <laughs> we were going to shoot it. So basically we were going to shoot. We had five minutes to practice. Give me five minutes. We threw some crash pads in there. I started you off the, off the mat. We went to the second rope, the, the, the first rope, second rope, third rope, figured it out and we shot it. And we did Shot it. it. I, I, yeah, I felt like you were doing it. Dude, it, it turned out so good. Afterwards, bro, when we were having a couple beers afterwards, how that was awesome. By the way, you killed it. You killed it. You killed it. But oh, man, it was, dude, it was so great to see you in there. And then you, you, we, they had, so anybody watching, if you see that scene, you see him flying off the rope. And we did it with a camera on the ground so that you were flying right off of the top rope into the camera so they said just you know follow kind of try to go close to the camera and you went really close to the camera really I, was, I was like yeah don't get hurt. And, oh god thank god yeah it was all good you know it, but, it bro, was funny man that was well, fun like, right well so but like so we do we second rope we do it and then we go to the you want to do the top rope sure and i go and you're like you know don't you know, just make sure you have your balance. Your foot is on, one is on the turnbuckle, one is on, right. the, you know, stand up. Don't stand up until you have your balance. You know, even Savage wouldn't, wouldn't do it if he didn't have his balance. Yeah. So we do the, we do the one rehearsal uh, off the top rope one time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and then Walker's like, oh, let's see, you know, Jeffrey Walker, the director, you know, let's do it again. I'm like, oh, let's shoot it. Like, I'm ready. Let's just do it. And you're on the inside of the turnbuckle looking out and I'm, I'm on the outside and you're like, you know, you just look at me like, you fucking do this. You can do this, man. You like smack me in the face. Like you got this, you got this, you got, you know, you're like, you're like, and you're like one thing. And I'm like, what? You're like left foot. I just never forget it. Not, you know, left foot on the second rope, right foot on the top rope. Bang, bang, you're up. And remember, don't stand up if you don't have your balance. And uh, I was like, you know, it, it, well, and then, but just prior to so when Walker's Jeffrey Walker said that he said, uh, it was great. It, just this time, your eye line is the is the camera, not the middle of the pad where you think the guy is. Your eye line is the camera. So I'm like, okay, and the camera's like eight foot pad in the middle of the ring, camera at the corner of the pad, you know, looking up so far away. Right. Uh, so I get up there, and I guess just instinctually, and you would know better than me, and you know, but anything else, like when you're driving or shooting or anything, you know, it's whatever you're looking at is what your target is, right? That's it's where like. You're going. That's where you're going. So I just instinctually, you know, even I wanted to go to the middle, I was looking at the oh, camera was my eyeline and I flew. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, oh, yeah, I'm coming down and there's that camera. And I was just like, I didn't break. I didn't want to break. You know, I didn't want to pull. I just was like, whatever, you know, if I hit it, I hit it. You know, we got to get the right. shot. And like, you know, I remember people, you all right, everything right. And, you know, they thought that I hit the camera, but I didn't hit the camera. Bro. It couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been, you couldn't have done it better. Like it was perfect. Like literally flying towards the camera, one inch the other way, it would have been too short. The one inch towards the camera, you would hit the camera. It was just, just a perfect shot. Like that whole, that whole battle Royal scene just came out so good, man. It, and it, could have come out atrocious it could have been horrible it could have it could have i you know like i remember the one dude with the you know well a lot of guys had really long hair but he was like oh no he would eat have long anyway he was like i want to do the nutbreaker i want to do the nutbreaker he like he wanted and that scene is in there like gets his is i'm like you volunteering for that shot okay that's right yeah yeah he wanted guys were all about it remember i i went over the top rope and uh with brett with the you know with the chic and uh my hair got caught and like, you know, like, you know, it's that same thing. It's like, you don't want to, you don't want to break. And I couldn't get out and he didn't realize. And, you know, so I just ripped myself off and we keep going. And there was like that chunk of hair. You gave it to me later, that chunk of hair. 
<laughs> so I talked about that in the Zoom meeting also. So we're literally talking. It was called Skin. We did the Skin the Cat. It's called to where Iron Sheik and Macho Man, who was played by Brett and Kevin, they went over the top rope in this like rolling over and Iron Man, uh, Iron Sheik held on as you fell down. Iron Sheik rolled back into the ring over the top rope. Uh, so when that happened, I saw your hair get caught and it saw it get ripped out. I'm like, Ooh, God, I try not to sell it. Like, mm. and you know what? Jeff Walker didn't see it. Nobody else saw it. Nobody else saw it. So I saw it and it kind of went over to you like all nonchalant. I'm like, Hey, um, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, can you do this again? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do it again. All right. All right, cool. So then as I'm walking, walking away, I, the wrestler in me, I look down, I see that chunk of hair and I said, this will probably come in handy sometime. <laughs> I put it in my pocket, right? I gave it to you later that night. Hey, man, you may want it. You may want this. <laughs> I sold that shit on eBay for 50 bucks. I know. But that was, bro, that just turned out so well, man. Literally, I was so like happy. You know, and then editing's a different story, you know? You know how that goes. I mean, you could have the best film out there. Editing could kill it. Or you could have a okay film and editing, editing, editing can make it. Yeah. But but so, you know, we do our part and, you know, we got to let everybody else do their part. And they did. It looked it I was, was awesome. so ha- I was so happy with the whole thing. Man, I was so amped up. I, you know, we showed up in the macho trunks, you know, like. Right. In the, and, there, you know, it wasn't a full stadium, but it was there was, you know, like five rows of extras around the whole thing. Everyone was cheering. They had signs, you know, love you, savage. And uh, it was like so amped up i remember willie was like he was like man come fuck down i'm like hell no i'm like i'm too amped up man i'm, I'm you know I'm, i want to live this you know right. i want to be in I, you know i want to fill these boots right now i was just having a blast and then i remember you know the bell dings i'm up on the second rope you know like you know uh, the audience <laughs> you know my thing just you know, showboating and i jumped down and i'm like uh, you know, Matt and I were working something out and I'm like, I'm going to come to you. Just, just, uh, you know, chop me for fun. Just to, and he was like, uh, you know, and then you approved that you're like, Oh yeah, if I do that shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, You know, but make sure you chop him. You know, I hit him. Got hit him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's big old Feet up in the air. Big old paws of his. Yeah. 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 But I tell you, if you don't, if you hold back, right. Like if I was to try to just throw myself back to a, a half-ass chop, I'd probably get more hurt than just letting the momentum take me and slam me backwards, right? Because it's just like, bam, bam, you know, I can break myself hitting the ground, but if I, yeah, if it's half-assed, who knows how you're going to land? I don't know. I, I just Absolutely. felt safer the harder he hit me. Yeah, you got to go for it. It's like, you know, playing football or playing any other sport. You, if, you, if you're, if you you know, gingering it out there, if you don't go full blast, you're, you're not going to make it. You know what I mean? It's going to hurt. Yeah. It hurts less, you know, just by just going full, full force. It's a, um, and your adrenaline is up too, I guess. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, and thank God you guys were all athletes because people don't know that we didn't have any time to put that together. Really, we literally put that together in like a day or two and then we shot it, you know. Right. And that was something like, thank God you guys were athletes because like, I don't, I, I, it, it could have been, could have gone so bad. There was so much stress. I mean, I, I tried to show it with you guys, but I, I was like, uh, it is what it is. It's, gonna, it's either going to be good or it's not. But I'm like, you know, this is. <laughs> You know, this is Dwayne Johnson's thing. You know, this is my boy's show. We got to make it. We got to make it good. And everybody's so happy with it, man. And, and it's, it's, it's paying off, you know, everybody's giving us a prop. So that's, that's, that's really cool, man. So uh, as we're getting kind of winding down a little bit here on Suplex and Cervezas, I know we're, uh, you got a heart out there. We do a, um, a thing at the end. It's called uh, Rapid Fire. And basically I throw some questions at you and, 
uh, there's no right or wrong answer. You basically say what you like and what you don't like, and it's just a way for your um, your fans to kind of get to know to get to know you more. You, you cool? You down with that? Sure, brother. All right, we'll cool. So, were you a Arnold Schwarzenegger fan or a Sylvester Stallone fan? Oh, brother Stallone, all the way. Stallone, right? I'll put a caveat. Stallone is my boy. I fuck, uh, I love Sylvester Stallone. They're both my guys, right? I sure, mean, sure. Schwarzenegger, I, yeah, huge fan. Conan is one of, of my all-time favorites, but right. uh, you know, Rambo is my I'm is one of my go-to inspirations. I know as an actor, that people might think that's not aspiring too much, but Stallone is one of the most talented dudes out there, writing, directing, producing. I mean, he's he's the model that I actually turned into for myself, right? right. I, you know, and I didn't know that at the time, but you know, growing up with a single mom with no father figure. Uh, you know, and Rocky and Rambo were out like, that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to look like that. I wanted to be tough like that. I wanted the values like that, uh, that he was, you know, Stallone is my father figure. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I did, you know, following the footsteps, I did competitive bodybuilding, uh, all natural, never did steroids. I competed in the natural circuit. So it was guys like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme, that kind of really influenced the movies influenced who I am. You know, I'd say I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, uh, bodybuilder like Schwarzenegger, um, you know, tough like Rambo, and I have the values of a Jedi. You know, like, it's like everything that I hold true to myself is, you know, I learned from the movies, which is weird, but that's, that was my, you know, my father figure. So anyway, Stallone hands down, but uh, a very second close runner up Schwarzenegger, but Stallone. I love it. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer, man. It's cool. So were you a, a beer wine guy? Beer for sure. Beer. Yeah. I'm saying, uh, bourbon or tequila? Bourbon. Bourbon. No offense. I just had a super good bourbon, man, the other day here. And I've been bringing it into old fashions, you know, so I'm doing the whole old fashioned thing with, you know, the real good old fashioned recipe. And I got the really good, like $25 jar cherries. Like I went, I went to town on it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like a nice Manhattan. Uh, man, yeah, know, Manhattan's a good deal. And it's got to be like so cold. Cold. And it's milky looking, you know, like, yeah. Love it. Yeah. So my hands are good too. Yeah. um steak or fish steak steak uh okay so getting into some music stuff we're both 80s rockers uh were you a judas priest fan or an iron maiden fan iron maiden son i don't even have to you get, don't even get it out of your mouth iron maiden iron i mean maiden. i love priest but yeah maiden maiden is my second favorite band of all time next to rush is my favorite band hope i didn't screw up a different question but. no 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 that's a great group that's a great group uh van halen or van hagar Van Halen. Van Halen. Were you an Eddie Van Halen fan or a Stevie Ray Vaughan fan? Guitars. Oh, Eddie Shredders. Yeah, I'm Who's a that? shredder for sure. I mean, I appreciate both because I'm a musician, but right, right. Eddie Van Halen for sure. Eddie. Rest in peace. Well, both rest in peace, but for sure, for sure. Recently, rest in peace. Uh, blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Brunettes. Weights or CrossFit? Weights. Weights. As they get older, I start doing some CrossFit stuff, but I still, I still got to throw weights in there, you know? Yeah. Are you a classic car guy or a new car guy? Classic all the way. My nice. first car was a 70 Chevelle. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my high school car was an 81 uh, Trans Am Smoking the Bandit 2 Limited Edition. Wow. I should have oh, held yeah. on like, to that, that one. The, I, was, I was literally that dude. Hair down to here, tight jeans, chain on the wallet, you know, Converse sneakers or high tops, white high tops with the big tongue, you know, like that when it's like yeah. a long hair and a chain driving a Trans Am. I was that dude. Dude, 
You should have held <laughs> on to both those cars. That's those are cool, two cool cars, man. Cool cars. Yeah. All right. So uh now let's tell a bit what do you got going on now as far as um you're in you're in New York filming an indie show. Anything else you got going on you want to plug? Yeah, man. I just uh you know psyched. I just had a, a deadline article released last week. Uh just acquired my producer so this production company called Papa Octopus productions that's what we call it and it was born i can tell you the story how that name came up it was born out of some weird radio transmission on set while we were shooting a movie and it you know like what did you say you know anyway it turned into the joke and it became the company uh but we just acquired the rights to this book a graphic novel it's almost like a, a young adult novel but it's kind of like a graphic novel by this comic book slash author regular author blake northcott this this girl she's from canada She's amazing. She's amazing. She's written Catwoman. She's written Fathom. She's doing the Evanescence graphic novel, the band Evanescence. Yeah. Uh, she's got a she's got stuff published through Heavy Metal magazine. Anyway, she wrote this this book called The Omega Artifact. And it's basically, man, it's it's one character is uh, is you know 007. The other one is Murtaugh from uh, from uh, you know uh, uh, Lethal Weapon. I mean, I'm sorry, Riggs, not Murtaugh. It's Riggs, Riggs, yeah, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Sure, sure. Uh, and it takes place in a magic universe. It's basically the CIA. It's called the Omega Artifact. The CIA uh, has a division. Ma magic is real. Like they've uncovered certain things and they're weaponizing it and they're like policing it. So every country has their own like magic division. They're trying to keep it quiet. So it's basically like so it's like Lethal Weapon meets Harry Potter. And uh, so that's a book. I get the rights to the book. She wrote the script. I'm starring as the Riggs character, the other guy. I really like Idris Elba, if you're listening, I'm going to put an offer out to you in about a year or so when this goes into full production. But uh, I just got the rights to it, uh, awesome. you know, full on. I'm working with the with the writer, uh, you know, and and my partners as well, my partner, Jennifer Ambrose. And um, it's, it's going to be awesome. So I'm psyched about that. I got a Badland comic book coming out, a, a digital comic book. Uh, Scott Lobdell wrote it. I don't know if you know Scott Lobdell. He wrote okay, Happy sure. Death Day. Mm -hmm. uh, he created a lot of X-Men characters in the 90s. He created Onslaught and I believe oh, Marrow and a bunch of, you know, and he's been writing comics, you know, forever. Uh, so he wrote it. We've got some great artwork and I'm, I'm, it's being animated right now. So we're doing like this motion comic, uh, you know, story that takes place. Like just, it's how, it's basically how, my character, Matthias Breacher, meets the senator in the movie, the Tony Todd character, Senator Burke, Benjamin Burke. Uh, and it's like the origin story of that. Uh, it's five issues, 10 pages an issue. So instead of like multiple, uh, like, uh, you know, each multiple panels, each page is a panel. And it's loosely animated, you know, or like, uh, you know, your own arm will move and, you know, the mouths aren't moving, but it's like it's, it's an animated comic book. So I do mine, Tony Todd. Uh, reprised his role. Uh, he's a sheriff in this, not the senator. Uh, the Big Show, Paul White, voices yeah. a character. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Stacy Leilua from Young Rock, who plays, you know, The Rock's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she plays the woman in the role. So my love interest. I'm not going to spoil what happens. Oh, awesome. Uh, and, it, and it's for charity, for the Actors Fund. So everybody donated their voices, donated their time. Wow. Uh, my animator donated his time. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Scott Lobdell donated his, his writing. Uh, and it was... It, We've been working on it for a while, but it's for COVID relief for, you know, because the entertainment business got hit hard. Uh, well, Huge. some of it really took off, <laughs> but, you know, but the actors got hit really hard. Yeah, well, uh, but the Actors Fund covers everything, covers, you know, from a guy who, you know, hands out ticket or takes your ticket at a movie theater to an actor in a show or a producer or a crew member. Like even you would be covered because you're in that side of the business. Anybody in entertainment can get help from the Actors Fund. So it's a good cause. So okay. that's coming out pretty soon. 
Uh, and then I have another uh, project called Hammurabi's Chair. We're shooting in August. Uh, not sure yet if I'm playing a character in it, but I'm producing it with uh, through my company and a couple of friends of mine. Uh, it's a horror thriller. And right now we have uh, Bruce Campbell attached to lead it. So we have, I got a Bruce Campbell, you know, thriller horror coming out uh, in the next year or so. Super psyched about that, brother. That's, Super dude, that's awesome, man. That's great. So hustler, you know, man, you hustle, hustle, hustle. That's what it's about, yeah. man. You always got a lot of irons in the fire. They call it right. A lot of iron maidens. That's it. <laughs> but brother, I mean, while we're on here, I'm telling you, you know, I love your style and not, not that I'm a NBC or anything, but I would love to work together and do the, your, your fight style, you know, is very, it, it's grounded in realism, but it has this flair to it, you know, like I know martial arts and whatever, but I, I think, what I really like in a movie is a brawl and, but a brawl on another level. Like you, you see, you know, like, like what DJ does, right. He has this, you know, where he's using his strength and doing these, you know, like, like throwing people, you know, but it, with grounded in this realism, but the things that you want to see that are over the top. And I think your style is great. So I would love to collaborate when it, when it applies to the project and, and, work it put you in it if you want to be in it as well oh, yeah and, you know, you know. work together with my boys man that's that's yeah, what it's man. about work with your friends i always say put that. you on the spot on your own podcast let's do it yeah no i'm down i'll say yes i'm saying yes right now you know what i like <laughs> about that about like my style the whole um martial arts type thing was a cool fad for a little bit but it's like no one can really actually do that you know like in a real life type thing and i understand we're in a fantasy world when we're doing, you know, movies, I get it, but there still has to be some type of realism in there, you know, um, like when you start to find the laws of gravity, unless it's the matrix, then you, you, the people lose me. That's when they start losing me. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, I want to be lost in, in the, you know, the fight. So once somebody starts floating, unless, like I said, it's the matrix, then I'm like, oh, okay, you can't do that. It doesn't make any sense. So that's kind of what I do in my fight scenes. Fight scenes are, it's real. Same thing about wrestling. Basically, it's it's you do what you you keep it as real as you can. You know, I get it. I, I've been in a hundred bar fights, and I've never shot anybody to the bar, and they came back to me. That never happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so in the ring, you know, I get it. It's wrestling. We have some leeway, but there's there's times that you shoot and times you don't shoot. You know, so there's logic to everything. And once you put that into your fight scenes, it makes a lot more sense. And people are like you can still do some cool big stuff. I've seen some cool big stuff in real life that you can kind of do that, that it's still not going to, it's still realistic in a sense, you know? Right. And it's, I mean, it's the movies, right? So you want right. to, yeah, I remember, you know, choreographing one, one thing actually for that show cold case. And I worked with a stunt coordinator. He's like, what you saw? Well, you know, box there, kickbox. He's like, all right, we're going to do this, this. And the director came over. He was like, you're fighting in a bar. Like, and, and the, the character was a boxer. Right. So we were boxing and he was like, it doesn't play. He was like, I want you swinging for the fences. Haymakers coming. Whoa. And, and, and it, I mean, oh, it, and ever since that day, uh, I mean, you can even see it if you ever watch, if you watch Badland, mm -hmm. I have this brawl with this guy uh, and, you know, this big guy, Omid Zader, fantastic dude, stunt coordinator, uh, fantastic actor. Anyway, but we fight and I wanted it to be real. Like right. we're trying to kill each other, but we're two guys that fight fighting. You know, so yeah. one guy gets hit, he goes down, he's tired, he's coming, you know, like you just try to make it realistic and, I, and fun. A little over the top, but not in a martial artsy way. Just big punch. I, I did saw a badass. We saw it in Australia. When you left, we all uh, put it on. We're like, hey, let's watch Kevin's movie. We all put it on in, nice. in my room and we all hung out and watched it. It was good, bro. It was really good. 
I liked it. We loved it. it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So uh, where can they, anybody find you at? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, I believe at KevinMakely.com, M-A-K-E-L-Y, uh, not .com, well, that too, but you do PapaOctopus.com is my website for my company, at Kevin Makely for Instagram, I think Kevin underscore Makely for Twitter. Uh, it's about the ones that I do. So, awesome. Awesome. And we got just, uh, season two, Young Rock coming up. We're still waiting to find out details. And we're always talking like, hey, man, what's going on? Do you have anything? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I know. But have we'll, you heard anything? I know. I know. No, but we'll, it's there's season two's ago. We just don't know details yet. So we're all stoked on that. We're all hoping we're going to be a big part of it again. And, uh, and we do yeah. it again. So, brother, yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me, man. It was a great, great talk. Yeah, dude, next that. time when you do a Bigfoot one, I wore this in honor of you. I'm telling uh, you. I'm a big Bigfoot believer. I'm a big fan. And I had Bigfoot encounter. Uh, we'll talk about it. You know, we don't do it on this one, obviously. But let's I'm told I'm with you on that. And I just talked to uh there was a, an actor named Frankie Loyal. He's in um he's in uh Mayans and he plays in the Mayans. He plays, let me see what um well he plays we'll scratch that, we'll we'll come back to that. Uh, um, Jonathan, just edit that part out. But he plays um, in the Mayans. He, he's one of the, one of the biker gangs, uh, biker guys in the gang. And we were talking on set one time. I did something on their set, and somehow that came up. And he's like, "All right, man, we got a, uh, we got to sit down and talk." I go, "Really?" He goes, "Oh yeah." So he's he's got something juicy. I just don't know what it is yet. But we'll do a Bigfoot episode, man. Don't do talk about it. Episode, I, I'm totally down with that. I'm not afraid to say I believe. So, yeah, I'm a I big fan. I'm a big fan, and I believe. I don't know what ext- extent yet because I've never had an encounter, and I hope I don't. But at the same time, yeah, I'm definitely a believer. So, right brother, thanks a lot, man. Again, you, season two coming up. Keep a uh, keep an eye on Kevin over here. Kevin's got a big big things coming up, and uh, really cool talking to you, bro. Again, and getting you, brother, man. Great to see you. Great to talk yeah. to you. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks, brother. Get his pants on. Not Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. 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 Ye